talking about the karma, I meant to close the karma talk and uh, start something else, but uh, somehow it had been lingering uh, to need to talk, continuously, because somehow it seems to be important, extremely important for the individuals to to recognize, realize, and the projects. And uh, particularly, it is important to recognize virtue, non-virtue, spiritual projects, spiritual materialism, and whether spiritual materialism is the spiritual projects or not. And all of them are very important and extremely relevant to our daily life. Basically, we do have a basic guide given by Buddha or any other religion that we have been talking like a, like a ten non-virtuous or opposite of it, which is ten virtuous and all this. And that portion is more or less clear to all of us. I don't think, uh, I mean, absolutely certain, clean, clear, crystal is not possible, for which we need enlightenment. We cannot. But basically, we do not. For example, basically anything that harms anybody is negative. And that much we know. And if our harm and the the lose what the individual, the other side individual loses, and uh, whether it depends how much value that to the individual, and that's why we do have heavy, not so heavy, and all this we know. Also we know the motivations and the action and the completion. All of them we also know. If you have a motivation of helping somebody and you can't help it, you go beyond, you lost your temper, you slap the person. Uh, yeah, people do that. Very often, mostly the, the, within the family, the fights are begin somewhere around there, particularly between the children and um, parents, whatever. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's more or less it comes there. So in that case, it is negative, not out, but might not be so heavy negative, because the motivation is not a motivation to harm the individual, but to help. So it is not that complete, uh, strong negative, negativity. But on the other hand, if you have the wish of helping and uh, keep on beating the person to the death, and you get, you kill the person, and um, that is uh, heavy again. So, the, so all of these are there. Plus that, Another very important point, 
we also have students. People have been talking to me. And we have to raise. They, I mean, in plain language, the money, M-O-N-E-Y, money, not all money, M-O money, but this money, M-O-N-Y money. So that is the another question, very important question. And a lot of people, as I understand, in the West, which I was not very much familiar, but I began to learn, and a number of people have an idea that if you started making money, then you are not spiritual. Or they may read that as a spiritual materialism. Or if you make a proper life, if you, if you build up a respectable career, call it career, right? Oriented life. And then people may think it is not a spiritual. I, be, I was told a number of people think that. Is it a problem issue with us? Anybody? The true issue to a lot of the people I believe I was told, right? Is it? Is it issue to anybody? It is, right? A lot of people are shaking their head. What do you say, Tony? Issue or can be negativity? Is it non-spiritual? If that anybody thinks, if you make money, you're taking it away from somebody. Clear? or get entwined with questions of what kind of work are you doing for the money? And their worldly work is like a river. Uh, it's just going to go on forever and ever. Uh, you can um, be you can be immersed in it, or you can go into it and come out of it, or you can try to stay out of it as much as you can, but all of those, in a way, don't change the nature of the river, and uh, there are some kinds of work that make a lot of money and you look at the end results and say, who is this help? Study Lamrim or any uh, Buddha, uh, Tibetan Buddhism or Buddhism, Buddhist if you start, I'm sure it must be all different, uh, all different uh, uh, religions together. When you study that, and they say the activities in samsara, activities in samsara, is endless. You just given the example of water, river. But the Buddhism gives example of wave of ocean. And you sit there and they say, when that wave is over, I'm going to move. And you sit there day after day, night after night, the ocean, the wave of the ocean is never going to end. So does the old, old man's beard. No matter how much you keep on shaving, it'll keep on growing more and more. Right? And that was the example and the Buddhist teachings will give you. The worldly activity is like that of a wave of ocean. It never ends. Or uh, the old man's beard, no matter how much you shave, 
it will keep on growing. And that's true. That's absolutely true. So the, the wave never stops. But the person who's counting the wave will collapse. One day, yeah, I mean, really, they collapse. So that is the, that is the how the, how, whether it is whatever it is, a positive material activity or negative material activity, it has to end in that way. It doesn't end other way at all. That, I don't think that's the point what we're looking at it. Point what we're looking at it is if you are making money, basically I'm saying making a good, a reasonable living. I mean, if you go beyond, um, beyond imaginable or you want to really go and make a, I mean, huge amount of money and blah, blah, blah. In that case, and that is a greedy. But uh, the question really arises, if you make a reasonable living, is that a negative? Is that a negativity? And uh, to me, I, 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 I fail, I'm a fail to understand. I could not understand how can that be a negative. I do not understand that to be negative idea of taking away from others, that's not true. You're not taking away from anybody. Because taking away from somebody means somebody who owns that. Taking it away from that. And nobody owned that money or prosperity, or wealth, whatever you could get it, is owned by nobody. If you work, you earned it. That's not a crime in the spiritual products at all. And you're not taking from anybody. If you don't take that job, somebody else may get that job. So. And that is different. That's a different. Somebody else may be getting it. But you're not taking from that somebody. Somebody may be getting it, but you're not taking from somebody at all. To have the negativity of taking it away from somebody means that somebody should own that. Otherwise, the world in general is a general wealth. Did not own by anybody else. Did not own, own, own by anybody else. The American wealth is American wealth. The world wealth is world wealth. I know the number of people will think, yes, we do have a tremendous in the United States. It is true. You do everything is, uh, everything is tremendous in the United States big, and uh, it is big, and everything is a huge amount, everything, including the wastage, is everything is huge in the United States. 
It's almost the food to waste whatever the Americans, United States has. Probably can feed, uh, I mean, one day's waste in America can definitely feed a third world nation. Like India, for example, for sure. One day's waste in, in America could feed India. But is that a crime? Or is that a negativity? I mean, crime is supposed to be too much law point. But is that a negativity? I don't think so. I'm sorry, a lot of people will think, it's, is there a good thing that you waste? No. It's a terrible thing you waste. We waste. It's a terrible thing we waste. However, is that a negativity? No. There are certain type of teachings, including Maoism, the thought of Maoism. Yeah, really true. And it says the West, wasting food is a negative. It is non-virtuous. Mao has emphasized that so strong in Mao's thought. But I did, there are certain traditional religion also say wasting is negative. It is true. Wasting is negative. But if you don't, anyway, I'm not going too far. Are we taking it away from Indians or anybody, third world nation, and are wasting? We're not taking it away. The point is this. We're not taking it away. If we don't waste that, will that benefit those people who are, are hungry, no, we're not going to get benefit, therefore, who are angry. We're not going to get benefit at all. Commonly, it is not benefit. Practically, it's not going to be benefit at all. When I went to Holland, this table will go to Holland, so they'll know. When I went to Holland, first time, that year, the Dutch are dumping cheese and butter in the ocean. Tremendous amount of cheese and butter in the ocean. They're just dumping. So I was a little surprised. So I was saying, why why you dump them in the ocean? You should be able to give in Africa or India or something. Because they don't have anything to eat. But somehow they're not allowed by some kind of European common law or something. Anyway, so that's a different issue. But I begin to realize, I begin to realize that also depends on the karma of those individuals too. Dumping in the ocean looks like a waste, but there may be a lot of other um, beings down there maybe enjoying it. Good Dutch cheese, good or whatever. Old Amsterdam or whatever. <laughs> and there, there's one thing. Uh, on the other hand, they're not taking it away from the third world nations and dumping. And at the same time, particularly, if you refuse to make money, refuse to make a living, and thinking that you're taking it away from somebody, and I think it is insulting yourself and undermining the individual as well. 
Prosperity is one of the quality of individual. Buddha himself said, Minam Dewang Longju me minna Longju Chani Jinlen Jung Chani Tubatambu Jimbet. I'm sorry, not Buddha himself. This is Chandra Chandra Kirti. Chandra Kirti said, Minam Dewang Longju me minna Longju Chani Jinlen Jung Chani Tubatambu Jimbetam Zat. Minam Dewang Longju me minna. So the Chandra Kirti is saying that that one of the one part of happiness or joy of the human being is it depends on the wealth and the prosperity and the wealth. If you don't have the wealth and you don't have complete happiness or joy in it, Buddha knows that and that's why Buddha recommended generosity. Generosity as the first and foremost activity of the Bodhisattva. So Buddha says, be generous. The result of the generosity will be prosperity. So which means you have to give, you have to take both. If you cannot take it, you cannot give it. The giving is cut it out. You cannot, if you can't take it, how can you give it? So if you can't give it, you don't have the, the karma of generous, generosity. Thank you. Karma of generosity. And if you don't have a karma of generosity, let's say if you become a Buddha, you become a poor Buddha. Like Sharibudra said, once Buddha's, Buddha, Buddha's lifetime, the Sharibudra, one of the disciples, Buddha, said all other Buddhas throughout this uh, eon, all these thousand different Buddhas before that, and uh, they have visitors. You know, if you read the Birmalakirti Sutra, which is translated in, in English by Professor Thurman, and that is valuable in English. And if you read that, if you read that, and that very clearly tells you the very interesting things. There are visitors who are coming from the different uh, the Buddha's, uh, different Buddha's uh, period, or not period, but even the different Buddha's teaching and all this. Um, Anyway, and there are these different visitors from the different uh, the Buddha's thing. And they have a very, uh, when they come in, they have a very prominent show. They have to have a big uh, setup and arrangements and they, they think the food, what you have over here is a terrible and they bring their own and all this. Though they, they, these Brimalakirti invited for feast, a number of uh, disciples of some, I forget, whatever the kingdom, some Buddha's disciples, they come with the great sand, and they have a tremendous good smell in their body, and uh, great different food they bring in, 
and the Buddha's disciples are not permitted to use uh, perfume, and uh, so these people came and put the perfume smell on everybody. So one of them even worried and said, oh, maybe we're making a broken vow because this smell is not, we're not supposed to put up any other uh, artificial smell on it and blah, 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 blah. And all this, if you read in that story, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of those things there. And uh, the Shakyamuni Buddha is definitely true. It came at the time of a very, very poor period when the people are really poor and difficulty, and at that period. What the Buddha really restricted is, uh, so you live like everybody, and no Buddhist disciple should be arrogant and uh, pretend to be, uh, you know, some kind of completely different than the local people. Don't treat them as superior. Don't read themselves as some extraordinary being. And don't project yourself as an special. And the Buddha goes on and on and on, say everybody is special. Every human being has a special quality and it is a special person. Each and every human being have that. So no one should think, I am better than you, Subhariya. And that is negativity. And I don't think people will think that. People ignore that. Yet on the other hand, if I don't have, if I don't make, uh, if I make money, I mean, uh, I'm committing negativity. I'm taking away from others. But on the other hand, they don't think if they've been arrogant or thinking I'm a better, I'm a different. Better and the different will be only seen by the quality of the individual. If the individual has a nice, soft, kind, a gentle, or wrathful, yet deeply there is kindness. Even every angry person, you may call it angry, I mean, I should not say angry, but I should say temper person. Every, even sorrow person. It's not a negative. All of them are not a negative. If you have the kindness and compassion based on that, it's not a negative. To some people, it can be quality. I mean, it's really important to see that. That's why Buddha goes on and very often, often repeatedly says, do not judge people. Don't make judgments. Buddha said, never judge other person. He said, even me, or like me, referring to Buddha himself, fully enlightened beings can make judgment of other persons. If other than enlightened beings try to make judgment of other persons, you are, you will make a lot of downfalls. 
and that's important. But when the people show the quality of the individual, and that is the really special. If you have a special quality that you can express and show to people, and that is special. But if you keep on thinking, I'm special, as a result of that, you're probably expressing a arrogant attitude. And a lot of people do that, thinking that I'm better than the other one. I have a spiritual part. I can do this. I can do that. If you develop, I think people will think, I can fly. I can walk over the river. I can walk over the the fire. Or I'm beyond all this. And that is a totally arrogant. Even you have that power. You may not. A lot of people will pretend to have that power. Or hope to have power of visualizing having that power and the pretend to have that power. And another thing is a lot of people pretend that I can read other people's mind, or I can read in future, or I can read a Kashak record, or I can read um, what else? People's future, whatever it is. And then they keep on talking. 50% right, 50% wrong, it's not bad. You know, we have a saying in Tibetan. There's in the Tibet, in the old Tibet, there are a lot of oracles, the things called oracles. People come in the towns and tell you a lot of things. And there are a group of people, a group of people, I mean this group in the sense, every village there are one or two different oracles here and there. Every time when you have difficult to go to the oracle, they will tell you something, something. Well, when those, when those oracles come into towns, normally they change their face, they shake their body, they wear different dresses in the old Tibet culture. They do that all the time. They, they wear some different dresses, they talk, and uh, they, they shake their body, you know, body goes and shake like that. And then they come into towns and talk to you. So one of the mother, who's about to die and told her daughter, So, what do you say? What does she say? You know, normally the oracles will sit on the chair, not in the cross leg, sit on the chair, and then the, like a normal western way of sitting. So then they shake their legs like that and goes into towns. So the mother was telling the daughter, if you, if you put the, if you don't put the sole of the feet completely down, but to the toes only down, and if you sit long enough, it will shake. And if you talk a lot, few of them will become a cross all right. <laughs> if you keep on talking too many, so few of them will be correct. You know, or there's a, something come out of a wood, there's some powder incense which they burn. And if you keep on burning that, you start yawning. So that's how the mother had looked after her, that's how the mother had to feed her stomach and that's how the daughter should do.
That's what he has told. So things, I mean, that's just an extreme joke. They are great oracles who really are great too. I mean, they, that's just the normal how that it is. So normally a lot of people do that. And these are, are you know, when you do that, and if you talk a lot, and a few of them will become correct. That's called superior to the materialism. Anyway. So our point is, not, we're not talking about the spiritual materialism, but what we have to talk is the talk of the possibility. And the possibility is absolutely a part of a human requirement. Unless, unless, mark my word, unless you give up, renounce total worldly activities, and don't stay with human beings, go on living in the caves, in the mountains, or go on and live in the forests. And that is a different issue, something we have to be admiring. But we neither that nor here, in between, particularly when you can't get job, or when you cannot find uh, something that you like, or then you pretend that to be a spiritual practice. And I think it is uh, uh, really not a very good idea. Uh, but my main point is, if you earn it, you are not taking away from anybody. 